This is Tyler Higby, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here today with the Trash Man as we broadcast live on YouTube and on Periscope. Uh, if you have any questions for us, you can ask there in the comments section. As always, if you're listening on the Apple Podcast, please rate and review over there. Certainly always appreciate that. And we have a bunch of awesome guests coming up. Our, our admin, Jen, has been doing an awesome job booking guests. We've had a bunch in the last couple of weeks. We'll have another one tomorrow who I won't announce, but it'll be, it'll be another great guest. Trash man. Uh, an okay guest. More of a, more of a regular, I would say. What the hell's going on, brother? Uh, not too much. You know, got my test results back. Allergies. <laughs> I told you, man. It was that Saharan dust. You got the allergy meds. You're like, why the why the hell did I even go get this get this COVID test in the first? Yeah, no, I thought it was I thought it was a good idea to get one, anyways. Fair enough. Um, all right, so we got a couple things to get to here. Uh, wanted to talk about some news and notes from around the NFL before we. Yeah, I wonder. I do. I I have version three of the cheat sheet up at rosterwatch.com for PPR leagues. I think it's humming. I love the way that it looks right now. Uh, if you are interested in checking it out, I will do a simulation here in a second using version 3.0 so you can see the kind of teams that is churning out in 12-team PPR leagues and simulations. But first, Trashman, your boy, Daniel Snyder, the bombshell news report still yet to drop. Everybody's what has waiting Daniel on Snyder it. ever been my boy? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying this. Um, and as, 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 as we're talking here, my uh, my – Heads, my headphones have gone out, so I need to switch over to switch over to some some headphones. Can can you hear me, Trash Man? I right. can. Yeah, so uh, can always hear you. Dealing with that on the fly. Sorry, to, sorry, to everybody. Your boy Dan Snyder uh, has now looking like you know changing the team name from the Redskins, but it looks like that's just the tip of the iceberg with some stuff that he's facing. Um, just every, every single Redskins account or analyst or beat reporter or anything out have been dropping these cryptic hints over the course of the last couple of days that something really, really bad is going to drop. And now we have 40% of the minority owners of that team now putting the part of the, their part portion of the team up for, up for sale. Um, we have the team's, um, the, the, the play-by-play voice of the team for the course of the last 16 years has abruptly up and left. Um, two, two longtime scouting department members have left. Apparently it's something, you know, they say it's something that is going to make the whole name controversy look like small potatoes. 
Any ideas, trash me, what's going on behind the curtain there with the with old Dan Snyder? Uh, no clue. Absolutely no clue. It's uh, it could, be, it could really be oh. anything. I mean, like, you know, they're trying to keep up with the Cowboys in the drama department. And uh, maybe they'll maybe they'll come close to it this time. Oh, they'll they'll come close. <laughs> I don't think that there's any question that they will come close. Um, what my question, what is the team going to do this year? Because Are they going to rename the team before the season starts and get a new uniform and everything? It looks like it. I mean, or maybe they'll just take the take the names off. I mean, that, is Redskins on anything? Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's the logo. I don't know. It's not written on anything. I don't think. Are you saying they might just be Washington this year and just play yeah. with like the old school, <laughs> play with like the colors? Is that? Yeah, um, you're not going to confuse them for anybody else. Yeah. You got to look at the upside if you're them. It's a whole new merchandising, uh, merchandising line for them. It was funny. It was funny in, in Snyder's, uh, in Snyder's, um, whenever he, the the team announced it, he said that they're looking for the best way forward for their sponsors, their fans, and for their players. <laughs> it's like the sponsors. <laughs> sponsors was the first one he listed, and you know it just it just goes to show that he wasn't going to do anything until FedEx and everybody else told him just that you know buzz off or you know change the name or we're gonna or, or we're buzzing off it's just abs- absolutely hilarious and he just admitted it plainly in the um in the in, in the press release um what about mark andrews he uh, mark andrews as we know has type 1 diabetes he indicated you know as we're starting to get these reports about players um uh or speculate I think useless speculation from media reporters about whether players are going to be opting out of the season in the same way that some um, the way that some MLB and NBA players have opted to, whether because they're immunocompromised or because they might have family members who are that they're worried about or simply because they're uh, I guess simply because they're scared. Um, Mark Andrews was asked about this since he has he's a type one diabetic. And he says uh, via Roto World here, this was from Jonas Schaefer on Twitter. We've got a big year coming up, Andrew said in a Zoom call uh, with the Children with Diabetes Foundation. My goal is to continue to use my platform. I want to continue to help kids and families that are dealing with type 1 diabetes. So uh, it apparently is going to be covered in the NFLPA's opt-out clause for at-risk players, but he is not going to be opting out Um He's believed to be the only active NFL player with the disease. So Mark Andrews going to play at this point, Mark Andrews is going basically number three before Zach Ertz as far as tight ends. And I'm never getting him just because if I'm paying up a tight end, I'll be damned if this could be for somebody besides George Kittle or Travis Kelsey, your thoughts on the Mark Andrews situation. Well, I mean, it's, it's, is it a new diagnosis? I mean, it's one that he's had for a while. I, I, oh no, no, he's, I he's, He's been an outspoken like um, proponent of causes for type one diabetics. I mean, I mean that was said on an interview with something that was like the Children with Diabetes Foundation, a Zoom call for the Children with Diabetes Foundation. He's 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 very active in that community, and he's saying that for he's saying one of the main reasons that he's doing this is he wants to show kids that they can go on and you know that they can do normal things in in their life, which I find you know find I I, I find noble. But just what are you what are your thoughts on it? And your thoughts on Mark Andrews in general for fantasy this year? Do you do you ever find? I mean, just with with these guys' ADPs, it's just 
I mean, Mark Andrews. I feel like his I feel like his ADP is too high. I mean, he's going at number thirty-one overall. He's going as the tight end yeah. three at number thirty-one overall. He's going before Leonard Fournette. He's going before Melvin Gordon, Calvin Ridley, um, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. He's going just after Cooper Cup and Adam Thielen and stuff. I'm just I am literally never in the market for Mark Andrews or that type of player when I'm when I'm picking uh, and you know at there there at the three four turn. It's just it's it's simply is not going to happen. Yeah, I don't I don't think he well he's efficient but he doesn't get he doesn't get a whole um he doesn't get a whole lot of targets I th- I think There was a piece of information that I talked about like 3 weeks ago and I'm trying to find it about Andrews about Andrews So um, last Last oh, well, year, yeah, that's right. He's never he's never had a game in which he's seen double digit targets. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm noticing that as I'm looking at the game logs. But I mean, he gets tar- he gets he gets peppered pretty well. I mean, how many games? If you just look at games with seven plus targets, one last year because well, they, and he, they, and he, they and he, he always plays less than half of Baltimore snaps. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the case now that Hurst is gone. Maybe he gets more snaps, but I think I think we have to project it for an up, for for an uptick in snaps for sure. I I know that our projections have it that way, but our projections still have Ertz and Andrews basically back back to back. Ertz is still ahead of Andrews, and I I can understand maybe wanting to go with Andrews because you figure that you know Dallas Goddard probably with the Eagles will be moving up, whereas Hayden Hurst is completely out of there. Andrews is on a different sort of. Tra- tra- trajectory i can get it but it, it, it feels like betting on the come with him i'll tell you what though it's just it's well, good to know um, what well i said well maybe the team i don't know maybe they take into account the fact that he's playing and risking his himself with this type one di- diabetes and makes it worth his while yeah i i don't know well we're getting into the realm of the cockamamie there with that i guess <laughs> Uh, Al, uh, Allen Robinson, um, he's looks like he's not going to get paid this year. Dak Prescott looks like he's Demarco not Murray. Uh, Demar- I mean, Demarco Murray. Derrick Henry just got paid. Yeah, D- Dak's not going to get paid, but Derrick Henry did get paid a four-year, fifty million dollar contract. It's going to have twenty-five and a half million dollars in guaranteed money. So basically, what it is is he's get he's 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 getting guaranteed what he would normally get. Which would be so on the franchise tag, it would be ten point three million this year, and then next year it would move up to something like fifteen million, right? Because if he gets tagged a second time, uh, it goes up. So you would be looking at basically he gets two franchise tags and guaranteed money with the upward mobility to maybe get that thing to fifty million. What do you think? Is this is this as dumb as the Cowboys paying Zeke, the Rams paying Gurley? The Arizona Cardinals paying David Johnson. If you have to rank d- dumbest to smartest, how do you rank those four running running back mega signings? I, I I feel like if you're trying to win right now, which I feel like the Titans are having to. Um, who else are they going to pay? Who else? Are, who else on that team is worth paying? At his team. <laughs> come on come on it's too early to pay aj brown right you I mean, it's too early up. to pay it's too early to pay brown who else do they need to pay well i'm well they could have they could have tried to do something to keep um keep jack conklin 
Okay. <laughs> right. I mean, they could, they, they could have done like they could. I wonder what, like, what. Derrick Henry they, is the focal point of that decline, offense. They the offense the is not moved. The do- offense is not moved without Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry is kind of a rare beast in the NFL. Like, there aren't many runners like Derrick Henry. I understand. He, but he got, he got paid. I mean, that's a big payday. Twenty-five and a half million. That's King, like King, 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 King Henry got his. He got paid. Do Do you think he's going to get paid again? Henry? Yeah. Or is this it? Is, is I mean, it all down? They had to like till uh, till like his twenty-seven, age twenty-seven season. Is yeah, that the 20, deal? Twenty twenty-three. I'm not sure. Let's see. So Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry age. Let me just see if I can. So he's twenty. No, he's he's twenty. He, he turned twenty-six. On January on January fourth, so they'll have the twenty sixth season, the twenty seventh season, the twenty eighth season. No, the 29th, 20, 20, 21. 20, yeah, through through his twenty through his year twenty nine, age twenty nine year. Yeah, that might that might be it for Derek. He's not getting paid again. He's not getting paid again. I didn't know he's already. He's, he's no. He's no. I don't think he's a Curtis Martin. Would you? Th- um, would 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 you take twenty five point five million if 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 you were back at age twenty six, not knowing you're going to get paid again professionally? <laughs> yes, I think I would too. I think I would too. Um, all right, so that's 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 probably about it for news and notes. Why don't we do a quick mock draft here using version three of the cheat sheet, and then what I'll do after that is start talking about some of these running back strength of schedule. Trashman hasn't seen him yet because I know he doesn't look at. He does not look at our site, rosterwatch.com. What do you want to do here, Trashman? We'll do one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end. We'll do one flex, and it will be a PPR league versus the uh, pre-draft rankings at the big boys, Yahoo, ESPN, NFL.com, the composite best ball here at Fantasy Pros, and the composite ADPs they have of ESPN, Fantrax, RT Sports, and the mock drafts over at Fantasy Football Calculator, of course, also the experts at fantasy pros, all of their, um, all of those resources go into this simulation here and will be our opponents that we are going to be drafting against using version 3.0 of the PPR cheat sheet available to pro members at rosterwatch.com where you follow the three simple rules at the top of the sheet of paper and expert quality draft is guaranteed because the sheet of paper is made of magic trash oh, man. Wood. Where do you, Seven. Where, where let's, do you get, wanna... no, let's get out there in no man's land. Okay, pick seventh pick. This thing's been humming, trash man. We'll see. As always, when we do it live here on the air, things could go sideways, and if they do, we'll just make notes and hope that uh, uh, hope that we can fix it. Uh, I think the top ranked player here is actually going to be Derrick Henry. So we got the big man got on it. our team. Yep, let's just get him. You even said, trash man, one of your. One of your safest picks. This is an I, trash man. I can already tell that this is gonna be really weird. It's gonna be a weird draft <laughs> this time. There was a there's there there's there's been a run of there's been a run of of wide receivers like we don't get. We had because we had Deon, Devontae Adams. We had Michael Thomas go at one point oh four. We had Devontae Adams go at one point oh eight. We had DeAndre Hopkins go at one ten. We had Julio Jones go at one eleven, which we never see. Tyree Kill and Chris Godwin with two of the first three picks of the second round. So this thing's pushing running backs to us, and we'll be taking Josh Jacobs here 
Um, hoping that this thing shifts us back toward, yeah, it, it, it will. It looks like we'll be getting DJ Moore here with our third round pick, who I'm loving more and more. The more I kind of just watch back some of some of last year and, and picture picture his role in that offense. I don't, I don't know how DJ Moore is being ranked above Kenny Galladay right now. Well, I, I think I, in PPR, I think it makes sense. It's a Joe Brady I, offense. It's it's it. Kenny Galladay's never been it. I think I think it's standard. We have to rank Kenny Galladay ahead of DJ Moore. I think it's standard. We have to, but I'm not sure that we have to in PPR. Um, I, 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 I'm, there's an argument to be had there, but let's move on. Um, well, I mean, if there's, you could tell me what you, you could tell me the argument. What's the argument? It's that Kenny, Kenny Galladay was number six receiving last year in fantasy leagues with Matt Stafford playing in half of the game and half of the games of the season. No, I mean, I get, well, in, in, in PPR, in actual fantasy points per game, he was actually number, number 13. Um, with that being said, DJ Moore was number 15. Their difference in their difference though, was uh, DJ Moore last year had just a shitty quarterback situation. Right. I mean, it's like, he lost his starting quarterback to Detroit and Carolina, both had situations where they lost starting quarterbacks where their, their offenses went completely off the rails. And DJ Moore had hundred and uh, 135 targets uh, in 15 games. Kenny Galladay had a, only 116 targets in 16 games. Uh, Kenny Galladay. And again, and again, that's only, that's only with, that's only half of which with Matt Stafford. Only, only half of DJ Moore's time was with Cam Newton. It's, I mean, is it's Kyle Allen really that much worse than Jeff Driscoll and David Blau and these idiots? They're all garbage. Look, it's a, it's a, I think it's a good discussion to have. I, I break the tie the way our projections break the tie, and they project it as more volume going to DJ Moore, maybe just a little, a little bit better for PPR. And we're probably going to see some touchdown regression from Kenny Galladay if he plays a whole entire season with TJ Hawkinson coming on in the second year, with Marvin Jones being healthy the whole year. You know, they brought in DeAndre Swift who can catch the football out of the backfield. I just Danny, I, th- I think Danny Madola is still there. It'll be another year there out of the slot. I mean, you're like DJ Moore doesn't have Robbie Anderson to contend with now, in addition to Curtis Samuel. I would I, I would much rather contend with Robbie Anderson than than Marvin Jones. <laughs> I, I, I think I would personally, um, but regardless, uh, like let's just get on with the with the mock here. Uh, we we wouldn't have gotten Kenny Galladay there anyway. We wouldn't have gotten Galladay there anyway. And I have those guys back to back on the cheat sheet. I can understand your point. And I think Kenny Galladay should go ahead of him in standard, but for now, I'm sticking with my guns in, in, in PPR. Le'Veon Bell in the fourth round. We'll talk in a minute why that is even a better uh, even a better play than we would have originally thought. Um, let's see. So DJ Chark at our wide receiver here. So two, two DJs, DJ Moore, DJ Chark. Like the sound of that. Here we have uh, David Montgomery, who I've been getting a good bit of. I'm not sure how much I really like that. Do you like getting a lot of David Montgomery trash man as your as running your back four? Four, yeah. I think yeah. that's great as your running back four. My, Mar- Marquise Brown here as our wide receiver three. See, the I don't shoot. see what I don't love about these receivers. I don't see a lot of touchdown upside. You um, don't? 
Uh, well, wait till you see who else we got: Marquise Brown, okay. Darius Slayton, and 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 now your boy, now your boy, CD Lamb. I could I could make the choice here and go with Tevin Coleman over CD Lamb. Is there a way that you would go there? I think I might go with Tevin Coleman here. You Give think we need him? Ah, well, what, what do we have? Four running? No, we yeah, four four running backs. We have four wide receivers. Get me the get me the dude I'm amped to see on the field at this point. All right, so we'll get CD Lamb. There's no way Tevin Coleman's going to fall. But see, what's going to happen now is we're going to probably not going to get another running back. Probably not going to get another one. I wish I would have just gone with my gut there and taken Tevin Coleman. We'll get Anthony Miller here as well. At our tight end, he's going to fall. Look, if Tyler Higby's going to fall all the way to the 11th round, I'm taking him. I understand that people are, you know, some people could be out, right? Some people are out. They're not sure that he's going to be what he was last year. Um, I know Sammy Watkins has to be better next year than he was last year, right? He's the cheapest piece you could buy in that whole entire, uh, in that, in that whole entire offense. Um, and I, and I want pieces of that offense. In our final pick here, we'll get Matthew Stafford. This lineup construction, I would have actually gotten to get another player had I have done this right. I only made this thing with uh, one flex instead of two like I wanted. So we would have actually added on Paris Campbell here at the very end after taking Matthew Stafford. But as it is, this team, so two running backs, two wide receivers, one flex, one quarterback, and six bench spots. I could have had five running backs. I wish I would have taken Tevin Coleman over CeeDee Lamb, but I did not do it. Trashman talked me into it. So the running backs, you feel like we got four of these guys that are really good, though. That I, feel like, about them. I feel like with these wide receivers, you're going to need some options. Uh, Derek Henry. The running backs are solid. Josh Jacobs, Le'Veon Bell, David Montgomery. The wide receivers, DJ Moore, DJ Chark, um, Marquise Brown, Darius Slayton, CeeDee Lamb, Anthony Miller, Sammy Watkins. The tight end, Tyler Higby, the quarterback, Matthew Stafford, and just like that, could have been a little bit better with with the having having a uh, having Tevin Coleman over CD Lamb, trash man. I disagree. I definitely, definitely love that team. You can draft, uh, you, you you can draft just like us if you use the uh, if you use the cheat sheet version three at rosterwatch.com. An expert quality draft is guaranteed. The sheet of paper that changed fantasy football forever is back only at rosterwatch.com. The rosterwatch cheat sheet. Only at rosterwatch.com. All right. Do you know what else is at rosterwatch.com, trash man? I can't be entirely sure. Running back strength of schedule. If you ever went to the site, you would know. I put it up yesterday. Um, all right. So here we go. Let's talk about it. Here, here's, here's, here, here's why I came up with all of this stuff. So we have the... We do not do this by looking at last year's fantasy points allowed or our, or our adjusted fantasy points allowed for, for, for schedule adjusted. We, the reason why is because you'd be a fool to do that. Like looking, use, basing this year's matchups initially on last year's matchup grades and indications is, is a fool's errand. It's going to cause you misery and, and suffering as a fantasy football player in life. And it's just because personnel changes, you know, different teams get different coaching staffs, different teams get different players. The, the, the front seven changes the way that they do things changes. And so while a little of it can carry over, maybe, you know, a couple of the teams that were worse last year uh, for opposing running backs to face, you know, if they kept a lot of the same players, same coaching staff, it's probably going to be still, still, 
a decently tough matchup this year, right? But with the way that things change, we just, we can't depend on it, not even on the forages and the, and the margins. So we, we, we look at their grades uh, that we have on their scouting grades and their scouting metrics that we take during their NFL draft processes for these front seven defenders, like uh, height, weight, size, speed, explosiveness. We take their uh, grades from places like Pro Football Focus, from, from places like Sports Info Solutions, different uh key metrics uh available to us like uh you know the num- the percentage of time that they would uh that they would show a stacked box what the stop percentage is per player um the explosive rush efficiency or the explosive rush percentage allowed the rush efficiency percentage allowed uh from last year when just looking at these actual players that were on the different units and then uh, and then retrofitting those back to what the new units are uh, today. So it's, it's not so much looking back as, as it is looking back at the data involving certain players and then putting that data in to what the new units are and then putting those in order. And once we do that, we can then take a, take a, a grid of the schedule and input each matchup they're going to have for the 16-week NFL season and then calculate over the course of that who has the best schedule over the course of the whole season? And also, who has the best schedule to start the year, which we care a lot about, Trash Man. We, we definitely – once you draft your players and the draft's over and you, and you look – it's the mess, most messed up thing. You'll be have a guy that you've ranked as a running back two for the, all the draft season that you'll rank as like the number two running back on the week, right, because he's got an awesome matchup. And it's something yeah. you don't think about whenever you're drafting. So – that's how we came to this. I can just let me, let me just I'll show it just real quickly here just to give a I'll show just the screen share of what it looks like to give uh, the YouTube viewers an idea of what we'll be looking at. But here it is. So it's, this is what the tool looks like. And so we have the top eight matchups highlighted in the in this royal blue top 12 projected matchups in the light blue bottom 12 projected matchups in the pink and top bottom eight projected matchups, worst projected matchups in uh, red. And you see, as I see, as I kind of go down here, a lot more red up top here than, or a lot more red down here than there is up here where it's, where it's, where it's mostly blue. And we'll talk about the fast start schedule and the playoff schedule as well. So as we're talking, talking this over trash, man, it's always the case. We took Le'Veon Bell a little bit early uh, in that draft. And it looks like, it's always the case that it feels like the schedules that are the easiest are always with players who you're a little bit goosey about. That's how it always goes. It's like you wish that the Carolina Panthers would have an easy schedule coming out because you feel great about McCaffrey or you know the <laughs> Cowboys. Or, but it rarely goes like that. The New York Jets have the best projected schedule. Um, isn't it just an odd? Isn't an odd thing to think that like. You know, three three years ago, we would think of Le'Veon Bell as as a questionable <laughs> play in yeah. fantasy. Well, I, I don't think of him as as quite questionable as as you do, or as questionable as some other people do. But it is. Oh, true. I don't. I don't. I don't really. I mean, it just seems that that's gen, that tends to be the uh, scuttlebutt right now. What I will say about Le'Veon Bell is that he doesn't necessarily like most his. He, he has a he'll in week. Weeks three and four, he'll go at Indy and then Denver. We have those projected as bottom 12 and bottom eight matchups, uh, respectively. But then after that, from week five, basically on through week 14, these are all top eight projected matchups that he has over that span. Arizona at home, Buffalo at home, 
at KC. That's a top eight matchup. He'll have Miami twice uh, on either side of the bye in week 10 and week 12. And then weeks 13, week 13, he'll, he has the Raiders. Week 14, he's at Seattle. Week 16, he's at home versus Cleveland. As if he gets off to a rough start after week four, you should be looking to buy him coming into week five. Um, the, the New England Patriots have the second best. Is there any Patriot running back that you can depend on? Like that was the one I was saying. I put I put Sony Michelle on the cover of the article. The article. I feel like Damian Harris, where you can get him in drafts right now, I think he represents really good value. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's a guy that you should be getting in the last round of your, just your drafts. I actually need to make a point that we should probably just be doing that. I, I'm 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 gonna. Ex- I haven't been getting much of him. I haven't been examining his ADP. What is what is Damian Harris's ADP right now um, in PPR? It, Let's see. Damian. In PPR. Full point PPR. And he's running back 62. So 206. I don't even know. Is that is that out? Is it past the 14th round? 12, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So his, his four, ADP right now is at 59. The Damian Harris, I have met RB sixty two and RB sixty two. I'm I'm that. I, Are you looking he's at ranked standard? at RB sixty two? No PPR, but his ADP is at fifty nine. Okay, fair enough. Okay, regardless, like I need to, I need to, I'm going to update the next cheat sheet to where we're going to be getting a little Damian Harris because yeah, we need to get some of that action. It's 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 like our buddy, the Podfather, always says. It's like the best way to handle the new England Patriots running back situation is just take the one that's cheapest and just see what happens. It's, it's worked like two out of three times, two out of three of the last years. Um, all right. The third easiest strength of schedule with one of the best. Oh, and I should also mention trash man, the fast start for the, uh, for the Patriots. They have the best fast start of, of, of anybody. Um, they have a, Miami is a top 12 matchup and then they have three top eight projected matchups at Seattle versus the Raiders. And then at the Kansas city chiefs for their first four games, it's an absolute sea of blue. So if you think hey, Damian that's good, that's good. For, that's good for Cam Newton too. No, it, yeah, he, might, sure. he, he might, he might lead them in Russia. He might pull a yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, and it's also good that they, that they'll be able to lean on the run in those games to help get him acclimated. Um, yeah. Number three, the Miami dolphins, now they start out with a bear at New England, but then after that they go to Buffalo at, uh, at Jacksonville. Trash me when you look at what Jacksonville's done. Like you, you think about that team as a good, you know, defensive team. But if you look back at any in, in, any of the numbers from last year, they are absolutely miserable. And you look at the stop percentages there along the front. I mean, we don't know how Caleb on Chase on is going to look, but some of these guys like Gunter. Um, a 4.7% stop rate. Josh Allen, I know he's a stud on the outside, but only a 5.1% stop rate. Miles Jack, only a 6.4% stop rate. This is not a team that looks like it's going to be uh, really, really stuffing opposing uh, opposing running backs. And there's also some you know ancillary uh, statistics that you can look at with these guys that point to the possibility that that's not going to be a good defense at all this year. They could really, really be tanking. I It it worries me a little bit about Leonard Fournette with the fact that if the, if they do go to negative game scripts, it could be a little bit more Chris Thompson than then we well, would hope. Actually, I was looking at Leonard Fournette's um, stats the other day and he actually had quite a few. I mean, he was like third or fourth. I feel like in 
Uh, target for running backs. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. But doesn't the um, idea that Chris Thompson just gets targeted so much and that Jay Gruden has, has shown how much that he likes to use him, doesn't that worry you just a, a small bit about Leonard Fournette this year, especially when it looks like this defense is going to this defense is going to be bad? Hey, I like anything that's going to get Leonard Fournette closer to the goal line. All right. Uh, fair enough. Any thoughts on the just the my any thoughts though just on the um, on on hey, that's why Jordan 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 Howard was one of my running back steals in my last in my last he's season. Looking, he's, he's looking like he's going to be a pretty good value at least in standard leagues, right? I mean, he's averaged eight touchdowns in his last four seasons, which is really good. Matt Breida averaged like two touchdowns a season, so I think Howard's going to be the goal line back regardless of you know. How many how many touches they're getting otherwise, which I think you know might be close to an even split. I know that you're going to love this trash man. The fourth best schedule strength of schedule on the season goes to goes to Kenyon Drake and the Arizona Cardinals. I love that. Yeah, well, we keep it going. We've just, we've we've talked enough about Kenyon Drake here on this podcast. People know that. I guess the it's the interesting question there is who do you who do you take as his backup? Is it Eno Benjamin? Or is it Edmonds? I, I just don't think you take one. I don't know. That's a really tough question. I don't know. I think maybe Chase Edmonds this year, but in Dynasty, maybe Eno. No. Yeah. I think it's a tough question. I just wouldn't take one. Just, you know, you know, you know me, trash man. I just go commando on these guys. <laughs> Indianapolis Colts with the fifth best. Um, make any difference to you not necessarily a real fast start they actually they really get this to me with the way that the, the distribution of these easy games goes they come they have one right out of the back they go to they go to jack they go to jacksonville uh first right out of the gate who we just talked about uh but then after that it's minnesota new york jets run-of-the-mill defenses at chicago is going to be a brutal one in week four but then after they get through their buys, so after their buy, they'll get they'll go at Detroit. They'll get a brutal matchup at Baltimore. But then things down the stretch from week ten on or so, uh, they'll have Tennessee twice. It's a middling matchup. They'll have Green Bay, a top twelve matchup. They'll have at Houston, a top twelve matchup. They'll have at the Raiders, which is a top eight matchup. And then in week fifteen, they will have Houston at home. The only issue there is. Uh, they will get at Pittsburgh in week 16 for the fantasy championship. Pittsburgh showing up here uh, in the rankings is our worst matchup for opposing runners coming into the 2020 season. So you'll have that to deal with in your championship game. But that just, to me, if Marlon Mack starts out the season sort of being the guy and it, it, we see an eventual transition to Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor will be coming into his own down that stretch of week 10 through week 15 where I continue to say, I really feel like we could see like a Miles Sanders type of type of uh, twenty nineteen escalation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the thing is, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he one of the best running backs after contact in college football. So I, I really feel like, regardless of who he's playing against, he's going to be able to pick up yards. He's that kind of player. Do you know who has the worst? Do you know? Can do you know who has, who has the worst strength of schedule for opposing running backs? In a terrible, in a terrible start to this, in a just a brutal, horrible start to the season, with four out of five of the first matchups being against projected top eight defenses against the run. 
is it somebody in the NFC West? Nope, but he's in the, he, he's in the NFC on the other side. Is it going to be, I mean, is it going to be the Cowboys? Nope. Giants. Your boy, Saquon Barkley, has the toughest schedule in all the fantasy football to start next season, starting out in four of his first five games, facing defenses that project to be top eight against the run. I'm not saying buyer beware on Saquon Barkley, but I'm kind of saying buyer beware on Saquon Barkley. <laughs>